because you keep making me restart. I like. I have you. Did you record oh, the first one? Oh, that was great. Just hit the fucking button. <laughs> Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm joined by Tony Dyer, Daniel Roberts, and I'm Corey. We've got surprise playoff teams, dark horse MVPs, bold Super Bowl winners, and best bets of the week is back, baby. Let's get this stuff going. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. My name's Tony. Thank you, Corey, again for everything that you just did there. That intro was incredible. You can find Corey on SoundCloud. Probably not supposed to tell people about this, but we already did this and I took it out and now I'm starting over again and I want everybody to know to find you. Is it at DJ Silk on SoundCloud? Yeah, I don't know how SoundCloud looks yet. There might be an at symbol, but yeah, DJ C-I-L-K. Is that an at? There's not an at, is there? I There might be. I have no idea. I don't think there is. I don't know about that either. Anyway, not the point. As you said... One more sleep until football. It's Wednesday night as we record this, and by the time this is is available in podcasts, it'll be Thursday, opening day. Kansas City is it? Are they at Houston? What was the order there? Say that again, Dan. I might be wrong with Lost that. You. Say that one more time. I thought the defending champs usually open up at home, so I think it's in Kansas City. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, a lot of people have projected Kansas City back into the Super Bowl. They're the favorite, and the Baltimore Ravens have been number two, um, which is interesting because they're both in the AFC, and they have been one and two to win the Super Bowl. Beside the fact, we, we can talk about that later, Um there are a lot of teams that haven't been talked about even making the playoffs. And I feel like I feel like people have forgotten that under the new CBA, the collective bargaining agreement that was just agreed to this offseason, next year there will be re- more regular season games. That's about to happen. This year, two more teams make the playoffs. And I think a lot of people haven't talked about that. So there are teams that people are, are not that wouldn't normally make the playoffs that people aren't paying enough attention to that could make a push into the playoffs. And... I know that it's very unlikely, and it doesn't happen often where a wild card team wins the Super Bowl, but it does happen. There's a map that was in my basement that shows it was a really, really awesome little a graphic designer made it, and it showed the path that the Colts took in a pie chart, basically, from wild card team to Super Bowl champions. It doesn't happen very often, but it can happen, and I think. It's important for us to talk about before we start the season, we should at least acknowledge two more teams are going to make the playoffs. So someone's going to make the playoffs that you didn't think was going to. Corey, who do you think is going to make the playoffs? Who's a surprise playoff team? I'm really excited to watch some football. Um, in my pick, I've talked about them before. They're a team that kind of shows up every few years when you kind of don't expect it. They're just a really well-run organization. Um, that last year they had a rookie quarterback who performed well at the end of the seasons. And I, I don't think they're a team that necessarily needs an elite quarterback. They just need somebody who can get it done. 
They did just have one hic- uh, one little hiccup. I'm picking the Denver Broncos. They fear uh, Von Miller's out for the season. They do have another young pass rusher. Um, I can't think of his name at the moment. It'll come to me if somebody else knows it. Throw it Bradley out. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. He's a great football player. They're just the threat of him, obviously the threat of both of them is more important and more dangerous, but just having Bradley Chubb there, you know, a lot of Super Bowl teams have elite pass rushers, and they still have that without Von Miller. But if Drew Locke can perform, they've got a lot of offensive weapons. Jerry Judy is going to be a stud. He was a stud in college. Cortland Sutton's a great wide receiver, and then they have a good background, a young Noah Fant. Uh, I said background. They have a really good backfield, and then Noah Fant at tight end. Um, I'd expect him to show up even more this year. And their defense is just historically good. So, surprise playoff team. I think in a six-team format in the playoffs, I would still pick them. Uh, but now they've got an even better chance, and I think they could uh, definitely make a run for sure. Yep, love that love that pick. I'm a big fan of Drew Locke this year. I think uh, there's a lot of people that are kind of on one side or the other. Is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? There's a lot of non-believers out there, but uh, – I'll kind of elaborate a little bit later. I um, well, we'll talk about the Broncos a little bit later. I am actually going to pick the New York Giants. Um, I'm actually a big fan of Daniel Jones. A lot of times in young quarterbacks' careers, we see some flashes, and then after that, they kind of just dial it in, have little little kinks they need to work out. Daniel Jones. I think is going to be a very good quarterback uh, for years to come. He has a healthy Saquon Barkley this year. Um, healthy Evan Ingram for now. Um, he's very injury prone, but one of the most underrated wide receiver cores in the league, in my opinion, um, Sterling Shepard, who, who's rising up. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely made an ascension over the last a uh, couple years, Darius Slayton, who I'm a huge fan of. And then he's got kind of his check down possession guy in Golden Tate, the old veteran. Um, they've invested a lot in this offensive line. Uh, they drafted Andrew Thomas this year out of Georgia, which was a great pick. He's actually going to start at left tackle. And then last year they drafted in the first round, Will Hernandez out of UTEP, who their team sucked, but he was a very good prospect. So they're investing everything in Daniel Jones. Um, and you know, their, their median age for their offensive line is 25 years old. So pretty young team for the most part, they have two, two young safeties, Jabril Peppers and Julian Love, um, who are very, very talented. They acquired James Bradbury, the corner that was formerly of the Carolina Panthers. Um, and then all their linebackers, you know, it's kind of the same thing. They've invested recent draft picks in them. Um, they're all in their short to mid-20s. Um, add that on to the seventh easiest schedule in the NFL. And I think the Giants, if everyone stays healthy, uh, could could have a great year. It's very, very unfortunate of what's happening with DeAndre Baker. Um, he's a complete idiot uh, for doing what he's doing recently and getting in trouble. But he was supposed to be great, great you know, football player coming out of, coming out of Georgia. Um, and he's kind of proven to be a flop just because of his, his attitude out, 
off the football field, but um, I think the New York Giants are in a great position to kind of uh, turn some heads this year for sure. And they would definitely be a surprise. I mean, and that, and that's I don't think that's unfair to say. You're right, though. There are a lot of pieces there. For me, the pick was the Falcons. I mean, in the NFC South, everybody's talking about the Saints and the Buccaneers. And I mean, what's that? Is that a four o'clock game? I don't know why that's not a night game. Why is that not a primetime game? I don't understand that. That's not that's not the point. That's not the point. That should be a primetime game, but that is not the point. Everyone's talking about the Saints and the and the Buccaneers like the Falcons don't exist. And although I don't think that the Falcons are going to supplant either of those teams, I think the Falcons are still going to be one of the best teams in the NFC, at least one of the most potent offenses. They're a team that you have to watch out for. And with there being two more teams in the playoffs every year, one more from each division, I could see the Falcons filling that spot. They could be the, the third team in that division. We talked about this on a previous episode. It doesn't happen often, but teams, there are times where three teams from one division gets into the playoffs. It's about to happen again, and it's about to happen more often because we're about to have one more team from each division in the playoffs. I think it's going to be Atlanta Falcons this year. Matt Ryan, uh, add Kirk Cutter back to Matt Ryan. I mean, that's what we were talking about in, what was it, 2016? Was that this MVP season? I mean, the system, it, it, I don't like change during the pandemic, but I like this change, and I think the Falcons get a big boost, and they're being quietly underrated. I'll take them to at least make it into the playoffs. I can see a world where the Giants, the Broncos, or the Falcons are all surprise playoff teams. Unfortunately, only two of the three possibly could be. Now, one of those surprise playoff teams is probably going to have an MVP candidate, a regular season MVP candidate. Corey, who do you think could potentially be a dark horse MVP candidate for the regular season? So I guess another team that I could see making the playoffs, I just don't think they'd be really be a surprise. They might be for some is the the Rams. Um, I think Jared Goff could be a MVP candidate. I think he was a few years ago when they were hot. They had that season where they had that game against the Chiefs. That was the greatest regular season football game played of all time. Um, and they were a good football team last year. They Jared Goff didn't look quite as good as he did the season before, but they they were still nine and seven. And they were in the best division in football with the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. So I could see them getting back in there. I could see them turning that offense back up again. It it is a tough division. I think somebody in that division is going to have to slide down to the bottom. But if they can turn it up like they did, I believe that McVay can. I think he can look back and see what didn't work last year, and I th- think. Jared Goff could light it up. He's still got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Uh, Van Jefferson's looked good if he could turn up and be a weapon. I don't see why he couldn't have the same performance he did a couple of years ago and be right back into that MVP elite quarterback conversation like he was. It's really kind of a shame that nobody's even talking about the Rams when they're still one of the best teams in the league, I think. Yeah, I feel like the Rams' only weakness is their offensive line. And that could be, you know, shored up by just a guy that shows up in camp that ends up being, you know, a, a great, a great offensive lineman. And we see it all the time, you know, offensive linemen come out of nowhere. It's the random guys that get drafted in, you know, the fourth and fifth round sometimes that ends up, end up being just studs. Um, so I absolutely agree with your pick. Um, I think they won't miss Brandon Cooks at all. I think with the addition of Van Jefferson, I think he will overtake Josh Reynolds as the number three wide receiver very, very quickly. I think Cooper Cup is a great talent. 
I think Robert Woods is a great talent. And then the addition of Van Jefferson in there. And then their running backs, you know, they lost Gurley, but they drafted Cam Akers, who I think is is a great, great prospect um, out of Florida State. He reminded me a lot of Dalvin Cook, um, who can kind of do it all. Um, Sean McVay said that he came out um, and, you know, just judged everyone in the backfield and decided it was best to have a running back by committee. But we'll see week three to four, you know, I feel like he's going to have a winner. Just kind of how he used Gurley, I think there's going to be just one guy and that helps the Rams offense too. I think the Rams are going to be a very, very good team and they still have a good defense. Um, so they, they just signed uh, Jalen Ramsey today to be the richest corner in NFL history. So, you know, they're locking up one of, who they feel is one of their biggest pieces. Um, so he's going to automatically – he's good enough to where he can shut down the best wide receiver on the opposing team any night of the week. I don't care who it is. Give me Julio Jones against Jalen Ramsey, and he might struggle on a few plays. But, yeah, I absolutely love the pick. Uh, Tony, who's your dark horse MVP pick? Here's the reality of the situation. Is that the team wins – when they weren't expected to win, the quarterback is probably going to be the named the MVP. I mean, unless he does some crazy statistical thing like Patrick Mahomes did, uh, not last year, but the year before, or Lamar Jackson did last year. I mean, unless there's some crazy statistical outlier, a team that performs well above expectations, usually the quarterback gets a lot of credit. I think Cam Newton's going to get maybe more credit than he deserves. And I think Cam Newton deserves oh, a whole lot of credit. No, come on, Corey, knock it off. Listen, <laughs> here's the reality. The reality is, is that team is so well thought out. Bill Palachek's already breaking or bending. I'm sorry. He doesn't break the rules. Bill is already bending the rules. He already, <laughs> they don't have a kicker on the roster. They don't have a kicker. There are two kickers on the practice squad because the new rules allow three players a week to be brought up from practice squad into the regular team. Bill has already figured out in the rules of a pandemic how to get the best possible team available by cutting that fat, by trimming it. Put the two kickers on the freaking practice squad. Nobody cares. I'm just saying, but my point is, is that the that coaching, that that system has been disrespected this year. I was one of the people who said, hey, the Patriots are done. Tom Brady's going to leave and the Patriots are over. The dynasty is ruined. Maybe, what is that thing? What's that thing that the birds do on planet Earth where they like puff their chests out at each other until they do it? Like, is that what Bill Belichick's doing here? I don't think that's the case, but come on. I mean, Bill is showing his cards already. I think, I think the Patriots are going to be successful. I think it's going to come on the back of Cam Newton, one of the most successful end zone presences in football. I mean, more so than almost every running back in the league, Cam Newton is an end zone weapon. Add that with the way that Bill Belichick can scheme a defense together and get the ball downfield. The Patriots aren't done. And if the Patriots surpass expectations, which were very low for the Patriots for some reason, Cam Newton's going to be the beneficiary of that. I'm not saying that he's like the greatest player of all time. But Cam Newton's going to be the beneficiary of the Patriots being very successful. They're going to be successful again, and I think that Cam Newton could be the MVP. That's all. Corey, what do you think about that? You go first. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind it as much as you do. I'm not as big of a Cam Newton hater. Um, I will say that this year is going to be Bill Belichick's toughest test. 
Um, he lucked out with, you know, getting Tom Brady and he could build a whole system around him, which I give all the credit in the world to Bill Belichick. I'm not giving it to Tom Brady. It's, it's kind of an equal split there. But they lost a ton of defensive pieces. Their offense wasn't that great, as they proved when they got blown out in the playoffs. But Cam Newton is one of those guys that could just do it all. When he is healthy, he's one of the best QBs in the league to have on your roster. And this is unlike anything Bill has ever had. And I think he's going to enjoy, with the inventive mind that he has, I think he's going to enjoy coming up with packages and different plays on offense. Um, I, I think they've drafted right. They spent you know, some high draft capital on the offensive line, the defensive line. Uh, they've had some questionable picks at running back and wide receiver, you know, in the first round the last couple of years. But you never know. Nikhil Harry could make an ascension. And we're talking about one of the, you know, better offenses in the league, you know, come week six or seven. But um, it's going to be a tough test, that's for sure. All right. I, I don't want to go on a rant about Cam Newton. I've done it before. I did, my concerns are I don't think he's an accurate quarterback whatsoever especially when he has to throw it past five yards. Um, he's only had two seasons above 60% completion percentage, um, the most recent one being in 2013. Um, wh- when was his MV- uh, his Super Bowl season against uh, I want to say it was 15. Yeah. I feel like 15 is coming to me. Yeah. So he hasn't been relevant since then. So I, I guess I don't understand what Bill sees in him. I mean, at this point, I'm wondering if maybe he hasn't just tricked. Who, who do they play week one? The Dolphins? Maybe just trick the Dolphins just to get a week one W and uh, game planning against Cam Newton. And maybe after the first play, they hand it off to Sony Michelle. Cam Newton trots off the field, and then Jared Stidham plays the rest of the game. No, like, stop. I, 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 stop. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I thought just, you were serious for a second. Well, I it just doesn't make sense to me. He's he's washed up and he hasn't been relevant for a long time. Oh, Corey. I mean, maybe he's just trying to fill the seats. I'm not really sure. Corey, I, Corey. I, I, just, I hope that, I just hope that Jared Stidham's cleared up the injury report before Sunday. That's all. I, I, I just do. hope he's healthy. That's all I hope. I, I bet you do. But anyways, yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't see the Patriots. I mean, they could be relevant just not with Cam Newton at quarterback. Oh my God. Uh, you guys, you guys skip my, you guys skip my dark horse MVP pick. By the way, my dark horse MVP <laughs> is Drew Locke. My dark horse MVP is something other than dark horse. <laughs> my dick horse MVP is Drew Locke. <laughs> my dick's dork horse. <laughs> Corey, you mentioned how you like the Denver Broncos. I love them too. They have surrounded Drew Locke with all the potential in the world. They drafted Jerry Judy, who you mentioned. I, I completely agree with you. Dude is an absolute beast. He was all through college. He was a beast his sophomore year, freshman year. That that guy is going to have a great NFL career. Cortland Sutton, amazing. Uh, they drafted KJ Hamler. So they not only have two great guys that complement each other, but they have a deep threat too. Super fast. No offense, tight end. They have, you know, made offensive line a priority. It's all on Drew Locke. I'll say that. And if he is anything, you know, like 
Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, guys that have made a good second year jump recently. Um, he's going to make it happen. I feel like he ended the year pretty well. Stats wise, it was okay. Um, he won games. That was important in the NFL, but I think Drew Locke is just in line, obviously with a great defense too. Um, he is in line to just, you know, it, it's either make or break. If this year is bad for the Broncos, it's on Drew Locke. If this year is great for the Broncos, Drew Locke will have had a large piece of that uh, to do with it. So uh, Drew Locke is my dark horse MVP pick. Daniel, you said Drew Locke was your dark horse MVP pick. So I would, I would think you would expect the Broncos to do super well. I mean, could they do so well to win the Super Bowl? Are they your prediction? They actually are not. I have a different team in mind for my bold Super Bowl winner prediction. My prediction is the Buffalo Bills. And whoa, yeah i I heard this, and it made all the sense in the world. They do have a tough schedule uh, this year. I think they have like the fourth or fifth toughest schedule, but they just have they have a stellar defense. I love Josh Allen, and I think he's going to keep, you know, working his way up the boards. I think he's going to keep ascending. They traded for Stephon Diggs. You know, he needed some wide receiver help. They didn't really address it in the draft like they wish they could have. Um, so they have Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley, and they have a couple guys kind of working their way up. Gabriel Davis, who they drafted really late, who's a big guy. I really like him a lot. They added Zach Moss in the draft, which I think is a perfect complement to Devin Singletary. Uh, Devin Singletary is kind of a small, kind of a third down, more like a scat back kind of guy, even though he could probably do a lot with a full workload. But Zach Moss is kind of, I honestly think Zach Moss is an underrated version of Marshawn Lynch. Um, I think Zach Moss is going to be great this year. With that, yes, with that stellar defense, they're going to be running out the clock and doing a slow tempo most of the year. And I think Zach Moss is going to finish with a great year. Um, but the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, they, they were one down away. I don't know if you remember this. They had Deshaun Watson absolutely sacked. I couldn't believe it. I've watched this replay 50 times. I don't know how they didn't tackle him. But if they would have gotten Deshaun Watson on the ground, two guys literally sandwiched him. And if they would have just pulled him to the ground, they would have won that game. Desha- Deshaun Watson literally spun out of it, threw it for a first down, and they ended up going on a game-winning drive. But the Bills would have been playing the Chiefs. That game would have been completely different. I'm not saying they would have beat the Chiefs, but this year, watch out for the Bills. Okay, okay. Both predictions are cool, but let's get this out of the way real quick. Honest to God. wait, wait. wait. Who is your bold Super Bowl winner, Tony? Oh, it would be the Falcons. If the Falcons are going to make the playoffs, I would push them all the way to the Super Bowl. I, I don't think cool. they're, I, I don't know. I think I, all the things I said before, I like the Falcons. And it's a sneaky under, like, under the radar, like, I don't think I really believe that the Falcons are going to win the Super Bowl. But would it shock me? No, it wouldn't. I don't now who I think is going to win the Super Bowl is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they'll win it back to back years. Uh, Corey, real quick, who who do you honestly expect 
to win the Super Bowl? Uh, normally, I probably would have picked the Chiefs, but I I think they're the favorites to definitely repeat. But let's just say they don't. And I'm going to take the Saints. It's kind of been the story the last couple of years that Breeze is going to get a second Super Bowl. Let's just say that it happens this year. I mean, they're probably one of the favorites out of the NFC. That's my pick. Daniel? That would be great. I love Drew Brees. Um, I hate to be a homer because I'm the resident Ravens fan. And it's totally chalk. I know it. But I'm going to pick the Ravens to win the Super Bowl this year. There it is. How much would you bet, though? Ooh. Uh, after watching wait, 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 them wait, wait, last whoa, year. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. Don't bet. Let Corey tell you about the bets. Here's the best bets. Gotcha. Okay, good. Best bets of the week. Welcome back to best bets of the week. It's been a while. Football's back. Uh, I had a great regular season record last year. I'm looking to do it again. I think I was like 60% last year. if not At least 60%. I I mean, it was like 90% through almost all the regular seasons. So no matter what. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No matter what, it was solid. I would do it. Whatever he says. I don't understand, but I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way I feel every week. I feel like I do a pretty good job with it. We'll just get going here. Um, I'm I'm trying to start from the one o'clock window down. That way you can kind of place them, you know, in the correct order. We'll keep them updated on Twitter. Uh, Tony, what's the Twitter huddle up tag at huddle up NFL. Perfect. So whenever it gets close to game time, if you want to place a last second pick, you can do that. My first pick is the dolphins plus six and a half at the Patriots. Um, mainly because I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick is just a better quarterback than Cam Newton. So when you're looking at the matchup, um, the Dolphins should be a pretty clear favorite here. But in all seriousness, uh, the Patriots might struggle here early. The Dolphins have acquired some good players in the offseason, um, and they're getting a lot of points here. So if, if the Dolphins are improving and the Patriots are worse, usually the Dolphins are pretty competitive. I think they can make up that difference. My second pick is the Raiders at the Panthers. I'm um, taking the Panthers plus three and a half. Uh, so they've got a all they've got to do is lose by a field goal, and you get the bet. Panthers could be a sneaky team this year. Teddy Bridgewater was successful at the Saints last year. I just think he's going to be a good, efficient quarterback. The Raiders are one of those teams that are just a little shaky every year. So, and the Raiders don't have Christian McCaffrey, so. I feel like the Panthers win this game. They're getting three points. Take it. Third one, Cardinals plus six and a half at the Niners. The Cardinals lost to the Niners twice last year by five and ten points, so they were super competitive. Uh, They were really competitive with a lot of teams. I think they make a big jump this year. Uh, Cardinals are getting six and a half. I'm going to take those points and expect Kyler Murray to have a great first game out. And then my surprise Super Bowl winner, I'm taking the Rams plus three at the Cowboys. No, the Cowboys are at the Rams. uh, Sunday night football, I believe. I think that's right. But I think the Rams come out hot. I'm not big on the Cowboys. They're super hyped up every year. I just think they're going to fall on their face week one, kind of like they always do. But yeah, give me the Rams. They start out hot and continue to be hot through the rest of the season. I love it. I really, really love it. I really, 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 really love it. Listen, guys, this is he's going to get three of the four of these right. Bet him. Just just bet him. Just fucking bet him. I'm going to bet him, and I'm going to bet him as a parlay, too, and he's going to tell me not to do that, but I'm going to do it because if I bet all four of these no, teams no, no, as a no. parlay. Yeah, parlay him because if I go 4-0, and heck yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, it's week one of the NFL, baby. All is on the table. Just do it. 
Football's no, back. Seriously, what I love about this is that he picked all teams that are getting points. And in week one and week two, typically what we see is teams are scoring less than projected points. The under is usually more popular. So to pick these teams, I, 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 it's no doubt in my mind that he's going to win the majority of these because he's getting points in a system that's projecting more points than is going to actually happen. I, I don't know. That, maybe that doesn't make sense. I don't even know if it's factual. Well, here, if, if you just want a little, don't we won't put this on the record, but the highest over under for the week is the Falcons Seahawks. I believe it's 49. Just go ahead and take the under on that too. Uh, we won't include it in the record, but just a little bonus there. I could, who's to say both those off, they don't have a 10, 17 game, even though they're both high, high powered off. It could definitely happen. Yeah. So since when is a too. Seahawks game the highest? That doesn't make any sense. No, it makes Sometimes no sense. Sometimes it works yeah. out, but good God, it's like twice a year. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's really weird. Good bets, Corey. Good bets, Corey. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three. Well, good luck editing. Yeah, that's going to be a fucking mess, dude. That's okay, though. Tomorrow. I think it'll be more fun than anything. Daniel, that's going to be a mess. That's a mess. (laughs) That's a fucking mess. (laughs) Normally, I've got like three markers. I've got got 37 markers on this episode. 